Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Shalom, this is Harriet and I will be your reader today, this Monday the 18th of December or the 6th of Tevet on the Hebrew calendar. This week we are in a parasha called Vayigash, and that means he drew near. And a scripture reading from the Torah will be Genesis, or Bereshit, chapter 44, verse 31, through chapter 45, and verse 7. Please join me in blessing the Lord and thanking Him for His word before we start reading. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. And we're picking up in the story in Genesis where Joseph's brothers are coming to him and Yehuda is... Um, trying to step in between his um, youngest brother, Benjamin, that Joseph now is testing the, the men with by saying that he wants to keep him and the rest can go back. So um, Yehuda is saying, Now if I come to your servant, my father, and the boy isn't with us since his life is bound to his life, when he sees that the boy is no more, he'll die. Then your servants will bring the gray hair of your servant, our father, down to Sheol in grief. For your servant became pledged for the boy with my father, saying, If I don't bring him back to you, I will bear the blame before my father all my days. So now, please let your servant remain as my Lord's slave in the boy's place, and let the boy go up with his brothers. For how can I go up to my father, and the boy is not with me? Else I must see the evil that would come upon my father. Now Yosef could no longer restrain himself in front of all those who were standing by him, so he cried out, Get everyone away from me! So no one stood with him when Yosef made himself known to his brothers. But he gave his voice to weeping so that the Egyptians heard and Paro's household heard. Yosef said to his brothers, I am Yosef. Is my father still alive? 
And his brothers were unable to answer him because they were terrified at his presence. Then Yusuf said to his brothers, Please come near me. So they came near. I am Yosef, your brother, the one you sold to Mitzrayim, he said. So now, don't be grieved and don't be angry in your own eyes that you sold me here, since it was for the preserving life that God sent me here before you. For there has been two years of famine in the land, and there will be five more years yet with no plowing or harvesting. But God sent me ahead of you to ensure a remnant in the land and to keep you alive for a great escape. That was Genesis 44, 31 through 45, 7. Now we have our portion from the prophets and we will be reading 1 Samuel or Shmuel chapter 23. Then they reported to David, saying, Look, the Philistines are raiding Keilah, and they are plundering the threshing floors. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go and attack those Philistines? The Lord said to David, Go, attack the Philistines and deliver Keilah. But David's fellow men said to him, Look, we're afraid here in Yehuda. How much more so if we go to Keilah against the Philistine forces? Once again David inquired of the Lord, and the Lord answered him, saying, Arise, go to Keilah, for I am going to deliver the Philistines into your hand. So David and his fellow men went to Keilah and fought against the Philistines, drove off their livestock and inflicted a great slaughter on them. Thus David rescued the inhabitants of Keilah. It came about when Aviatar, son of Ahimelech, fled to David at Keilah, he came down with an ephod in his hand. Now when Shaul was told that David had gone to Keilah, Shaul said, God has delivered him into my hand, for he shut himself in by entering a town with barred gates. So Shaul summoned all the troops for battle to go down to Keilah to besiege David and his fellow men. Now David knew that Shaul was plotting evil against him, so he said to Aviatar the Kohen, Bring the ephod. Then David said, Lord, God of Israel, your servant has heard for certain that Shaul intends to come to Keilah to destroy the town because of me. Will the men of Keilah surrender me into his hand? Will Shaul come down as your servant has heard? Lord God of Israel, I pray, tell your servant. He will come down, the Lord said. Then David asked, Will the men of Keilah surrender me and my fellow men into the hand of Shaul? They will surrender, the Lord said. Then David and his fellow men, about 600, got up and left Keilah and went wherever they could go. When Shaul was told that David had escaped from Keilah, he stopped his pursuit. So David stayed in the strongholds of the wilderness, remaining in the hill country in the wilderness of Sif. Shaul searched for him every day, but God did not give him into his hand. 
By now David was aware that Shaul would come out to seek his life, while David was in the wilderness of Sif at Choresh. Then Shaul's son, Jonathan, arose and went to David at Choresh and strengthened him in God. Don't be afraid, he said to him, because my father Shaul will never find you. You will be king over Israel, and I will be second to you. Even my father Shaul recognizes that. Again they cut a covenant before the Lord. David remained at Choresh, but Jonathan went home. Then some of the Sephites went up to Shaul in Gibeah, saying, Isn't David hiding with us in the strongholds at Choresh, in the hill of Hachila, which is south of Yeshimon? Now therefore, O king, come down whenever it is a desire of your soul to come down. Our part will be to deliver him into the king's hand. May you be blessed of the Lord, Shaul said, for you have taken pity on me. Go now, make more sure, investigate and scout out his place where he usually goes and who has seen him there. For I have been told that he is very cunning. Look around and see in which of all the hiding places he has been hiding, and return to me with certainty, and I will go with you. If he is in the area, I will search him out among all the clans of Yehuda. Then they got up and went to Sif ahead of Shaul. But David and his men were then in the wilderness of Maon, in the Aravah, to the south of Yeshimon. So when Shaul and his men began to search, David was informed. Then he went down to the rocky area and stayed in the wilderness of Maon. On hearing this, Shaul pursued David in the wilderness of Maon. Then while Shaul was advancing on one side of the mountain, David and his men were on the other side of the mountain. David was hurrying to elude Shaul. Meanwhile, Shaul and his men were closing in on David and his men to seize them. But a messenger came to Shaul, saying, Hurry and come, for the Philistines have invited the land. So Shaul had to return from chasing after David and go to engage the Philistines. Therefore they called that place the Rock of Separation. From there David went up and stayed in the strongholds of En Gedi. That was 1 Samuel 23. Now we have our portion from the writings, and we will read Psalm or Thelim 63. A Psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Yehuda. O God, you are my God, earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you, my flesh longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Since your loving kindness is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name I lift up my hands. My soul is satisfied as with fat and oil so my mouth praises you with joyful lips. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you through the night watches. 
for you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I sing for joy. My soul clings to you, your right hand upholds me, but those who seek my soul to destroy it will go down to the depths of the earth. They will be gutted by the sword and become a prey for jackals. But the king will rejoice in God. All who swear by him will boast. When the mouth speaking lies is shut. That was Psalm 63. And now we have come to our final portion of scripture for today. We will read from the apostolic writings, Mark 15, 1 through 24. Right at daybreak, the ruling Kohanim held a meeting to consult with the elders and Torah scholars and the whole Sanhedrin. They tied up Yeshua, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Pilate interrogated him, Are you the king of the Jews? Yeshua answers him, As you say. The ruling Kohanim began to accuse him of many things. Again Pilate asked him, Aren't you going to answer? Look how many charges they're bringing against you. But Yeshua did not answer, so Pilate was amazed. Now, during the feast, he used to release to them one prisoner, anyone they asked for. Now, a man named Bar-Abba had been in jail with the rebels who had committed murder during the rebellion. The crowd came up and began to request what he was accustomed to do for them. But Pilate answered them, saying, Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he knew that out of envy the ruling Kohanim had handed him over. But the ruling Kohanim stirred up the crowd, so he would release Baaba to them instead. Then answering again, Pilate said to them, so what do you want me to do with the one you call the king of the Jews? They shouted back, Execute him. Pilate responded, Why, what evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Execute him. Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Baraba for them, and after he had Yeshua scorched, he handed him over to be crucified. The soldiers took him away into the palace, the governor's mansion called a praetorium, and they called together the cohort of soldiers. They dressed him up in purple. After braiding a crown of thorns, they put it on him, and they began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews! Over and over they kept hitting him on the head with a staff and spitting on him and kneeling down, they worshipped him. When they finished mocking him, they stripped the purple off him and put his own clothes back on him, and they led him out to crucify him. Now Shimon of Cyrene, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was coming in from the countryside. The soldiers forced this passerby to carry Yeshua's crossbeam. They bring Yeshua to the place called Golgotha, which is translated, place of a skull. They were offering him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. Then they crucify him and divide up his clothing among themselves, casting lots for them, 
to see who would take what. That was Mark 15, 1 through 24. Now, if you are reading through the apostolic writings twice this year, you would be reading 2 Corinthians chapter 4 as well today. This has been Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I pray that the Word of God will speak to you, that you will hide it in your heart so that you can, and that the Holy Spirit can bring it to your memory when you need it. For now, many blessings and shalom from Israel. Until next time.